Hi folks, this is Jack Spierko with another edition of the Survival Podcast. As always, one man's view of the changing world, the changing times, and the things we can all do to live a better life, if times get tough or even if they don't. Today is June 26, 2013, and this is episode 1157 of the Survival Podcast. And I've got a great one for you today because uh, one of my great friends, Mr. Rob Gray will be with us in just a moment. We're going to talk about some coming changes with TSP Mint, some exciting news. Uh, we're even going to tell you a little bit about our next series of coins, uh, something you'll hear here for the first time. And uh, we're going to tell you how we're going to make some changes. They're going to do uh, a better job of customer service and things like that. And more importantly... Way beyond what TSP is doing with this, we're going to talk about what Rob and AOCS are doing all over the world and working with individuals to build up uh, individual currencies for towns, for Indian tribes, for all types of things. And really what the future of community and complementary currency is. And, 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 and AOCS really returning to its roots through Mulligan Mint to that mission. I'll have him on in just a bit to talk about that. Uh, and I think what you'll see is more transparency in a business model than you've ever seen in your life. So hopefully you like seeing the business side of things too today because we are going to review that to you. Reveal, not review, reveal that to you today. Anyway, before I do that, let's go ahead and take care of our sponsor. Sponsor of the day number one today, JM Bullion. Hey, I'm here to talk about silver and TSP silver and Sentinels and stuff like that today. But you know a great place to buy silver? JMBullion.com. And you know why it's a great place to buy it? Because they have great pricing, they have great service, they have a great selection, and they, well, they sell a lot of things that I don't. You want American Eagles? I don't do that. They do. You want uh, pre-64 uh, coins? They got that. I don't. Uh, they have all kinds of great stuff, uh, generic bars, generic rounds, and their pricing, well, their pricing is better than Monix and Atmex. And I can talk to the owner. Uh, Michael over there and I communicate by email from time to time, and, uh, you know, the people at Monix and Atmex, I don't know if they want to talk to me like that. That's all. You know, I want to, I want a sponsor that I know you guys are going to get a great deal, great value from, and I want somebody that, you know, is approachable, that if I need to get something done, I can get in touch with the head guy. That's what I've got at JM Bullion. A great, great sponsor, a great, great partner. Check them out today, jambullion.com. Next up today, let's talk about the other precious metal for a minute, copper, jacketed lead. Now, well, you might think I'm going to talk about bulk ammo today, but no, they're not a sponsor of the day. Fortress Defense Consultants are, because remember I keep trying to drive into you. There's there's three linchpins. There's a triangle of being effective with a firearm. you got to have a gun, and it's got to be a good quality weapon. Two, you gotta, you got to have ammo for it, because if you have a gun and no ammo, you got a club. If you have an ammo and no gun, I guess you can throw bullets, but that doesn't really work. And then you have to be the person that can use those tool tools effectively. And that only comes with training, repetitive training, high-quality professional training, the type you'll get from Fortress Defense Consultants. And remember, if you can't get up to uh, Frank's school in Indiana, he can come to you. Put together a group. Uh, he's done training on in, in you know ranges uh, at, at near people's homes, and he's done training. If you've got a, a property where you can shoot on property, they can set up and do training right on your property. What a great way. Uh, to spend a weekend getting training like that from one of the best professionals in the business. I don't know of many other people that do that. Check them out today, FortressDefense.com. Next up, want to remind you guys about WalkingToFreedom.com. We're going to talk a lot about sovereignty today. In a republic, you are sovereign as an individual. Okay, You're a sovereign being. That's how a republic works. All power begins with the individual. The individuals then, through a democratic process, elect leaders to take care of certain responsibilities at a local and then a state and then a federal level. And the greatest power is to remain with the individual and each layer, each layer of governance within the republic is primarily supposed to assure that one sovereign individual does not trample on the rights of another sovereign individual. It is not for the state to have power and tell you what to do. The purpose of government in a republic is supposed to be preservation of the individual sovereignty, not the freaking collective good of society. That is not the point. It is a point for each individual to have equal opportunity but not be guaranteed equal results. We have turned that on its head with socialism in this country. But there are states who have done it more and worse than other states. And there are states that are doing it better. 
And there's a group of 10 states that we have put on a naughty list. And the goal of walking to freedom is to get the best and brightest citizens of those states to leave and seek more liberty anywhere but there. And you can help, even if you don't live in one of the states on the list, like California or Illinois or New York or New Jersey. Even if you have no interest in leaving, you can help others decide if Tennessee or Florida or Georgia or Pennsylvania, who's on the watch list, by the way, are right for them. Check us out today, walkingtofreedom.com. Join the forum, sign up, and become part of a movement that's bigger than yourself. A lot of what you're going to hear today is about doing something that's bigger than yourself. Hopefully you'll see that what I'm doing with Rob today is so much bigger than us selling some coins. It really is. And I believe that the more you can do that's bigger than yourself, the greater your achievements for, 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 for society as a whole. The way we restore society is to restore the rights of the individual. That, you know, I say it's not about the collective good, but it really is in the collective good long term. That the individual's right to property and right to freedom and right to, to expression and right to privacy. If we can preserve those, then we can do something really special. I'm going to do something right now that I didn't plan on. Uh, you're going to hear me during the interview talk about the next series that Rob and I are going to come out with. And when we did the interview, I didn't actually give the uh, the deep story behind it. I just told you what it was going to be. The six virtues of liberty. But in the introduction today, I want to tell you what those six virtues are and what they mean. And this is in the show notes. Each one of these will be a silver round that will come out from Mulligan Mint and myself. And we'll tell you how you'll be able to buy those in the future because it's going to change a little bit. And these are not the messages that are going to be on the coin because we have to kind of massage these out and make them fit into a, you know a coin over time. But I want you to think about an America where we, we take the concept of liberty as we say we, we say we value liberty in this country. And when I give you the six virtues and tell you what they mean, you'll see that we no longer value liberty. This is how you restore liberty. You restore the virtues that guard liberty. The virtues are honor. Honor is the willingness to do right even when it isn't easy. I hope I've been a good example of that. I hope I've been transparent with some of the things I've had to do in regard to what we're talking about today. To do what's right even when it's not easy. Honor. If you want a republic that remains true to what a republic is to be, you must start with honor The citizens must value honor. They must be willing to do right, even when it's not easy, even when it's not in their best immediate interest. Two, courage. The ability to face fear and stand true in spite of it. Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is the willingness to accept fear and act in spite of it. Strength. The power to resist and fight the good fight. It does no good to be willing to do what's right. To have the courage to stand and face fear. If you do not have the strength for the battle. So you must instill strength. Both physically and mentally and morally. In our hearts. To restore the republic. Knowledge. Knowledge is critical. Because if you're doing what you think is right and you have the courage to stand, and the strength to fight, but you're being misled by the information that was given to you. You're actually fighting your own principles, and you don't know it. So knowledge, the wisdom to know the truth and think independently. We must have that to go with the others, or we have nothing. Vigilance, the commitment to always stand guard over the republic. To not just fight and win a battle and go back, but to always be watching, to always stand guard. Every citizen, a sentinel, comes from the virtue of vigilance. And the last one, the linchpin to the entire thing, sovereignty. Not sovereignty of the state, not sovereignty of the member states. Those are only two forms of sovereignty in a republic. There's three And the most important one is the understanding that you are a sovereign being. This is my vision for America. And this is my vision for what we will do with the next series of coins from TSP. 
and understanding that to restore the republic, we can't just have a vision. We can't just have an idea. We can't just have a concept. We need to restore in the hearts and minds of our citizen the basic virtues that make freedom, independence, and liberty possible. Honor, courage, strength, knowledge, vigilance, and sovereignty of the individual citizen. How cool is that? That is something that I don't think anybody has ever done this way before. And I look forward to doing it with my special guest today, Mr. Rob Gray. And Rob, with that, hey man, welcome back to the Survival Podcast. Good day to you, Jack. Thanks so much for having me back. What is this, number 28 for us? Or I don't think we're there yet. Or <laughs> I think it's five or six. Come on. <laughs> Something like that. But uh, we have some big news for people today. Um, we're, we, we've, you and I have been working on this for a while to figure out a way to just really do a better job for everybody and uh, get past some of the clutter, I guess we'll call it, in the past few months. So we've come up with some, some plans going forward, and, and you guys have come up with even some cooler plans going forward in addition to what we had talked about up till today. So kind of just give people the idea of where we're at right now uh, and what we're going to be doing going forward together. Yeah, I think the biggest part that most people, most of the public is uh, is missing is the, the fact that we've taken such a huge detour off of our path over the last uh, year, year and a half. Um, I've been communicating with you and, and your audience for a long enough time now that, that I think most of the people out there listening know that for a very long time we've been working diligently to get silver to be used again as money, to return you know, silver as an actual currency to get community currencies going out there that are built on this American open currency standard. That's that's why we started back in 2007. That's why I got this thing going. Uh, and that's been our core mission all along. And it still is the same exact thing today to get silver and honest money systems going once again across the country. And uh, a year and a half ago, when our major supplier went out of business, it caused us to, to make a serious uh, decision and, and detour off that path a little bit to start our own mint and that's when we established the mulligan mint and uh, we've been you know working hard on that for the last year and a half nine ten months ago we took another detour off that path and started uh the retail sales channel because of some uh desires of some promoters and partners out there that didn't want to do their own fulfillment and order processing and customer service and so we we stepped even further away from our core path uh, and and we've paid the price for that over the last couple months. I mean, it's been it's been a long journey for us over the last couple months. Lots of uh, lots of changes, lots of uh, lots of realizations about really the limitations that we have and the fact that we can't do everything. And so, what I've been doing over the last couple of weeks is working on a plan to return us back to our core mission. And again, that's to get silver uh, once again to be used as honest money, community currency, that kind of thing. And so as part of that, we're trying to simplify all the things that we have going on right now and make life a lot easier for ourselves so that we can truly follow through on the commitment that we have to under-promise and over-deliver. And it sounds simple, but as we've learned in the last year, it's really not that easy to, uh, to always follow through, always exceed customer expectations and produce a quality product. I mean, we've learned so much just in the last couple of months. So our goal right now is to get back to our original mission and to make life a lot easier. And I think what you and I cooked up here uh, as far as a plan to do that makes a lot of sense because it gives us fewer points of administration that we have to worry about and uh, will make uh, the the service that we take out there to the customer a lot better uh, in the end. And so uh, what I'd like to do, what I've proposed and you and I have discussed, is to, to bring TSP Mint into um, our our basic sales channel. So we've got uh, one website now instead of having five websites that's going to manage all the sales. Uh, that way customers will have one place to go and look for product, one place to go and check order status. Um, our customer service team doesn't have to worry about managing multiple stores. They've got one single one to, uh, to worry about there. But what that does for us at the same time is gives us a lot more time and attention and energy to focus on two things. One is a new product coming out, which is 10th ounce silver. You and I have talked about that several times in the past, uh, about how important fractional silver is for barter. Uh, it's really hard to get out there and barter and trade with, with big units. Uh, you know, 100-ounce bars is just almost impossible unless you're buying something really expensive. But even one-ounce rounds, uh, unless you, you know, are getting something and you've got the exact change for it, one-ounce rounds, is, as we found in barter, is difficult as well. 
Yeah, and I mean, think about this. Like, the, the, the sweet spot to get this thing started is swap meets and farmer's markets and community uh, barter fairs and stuff like that. And people are out there selling, you know, a bunch of carrots for two bucks. Right. And, and, and you know, we can use copper as, a, as an exchange medium for fractionalization, but you can only do so much with that when someone's walking up and dropping a beautiful one-ounce piece of silver and getting back, you know, 40 coppers, they're like, right, right. you know, come on. So when we get into this 10th this ounce range, all of those small transactions, which are, again, the perfect starting point to get people to get their teeth into honest money, so to speak, yeah. opens up. Absolutely. It makes it, it makes it much more practical. And the biggest challenge with copper is the gap between the intrinsic value and the currency value. And that's always been our, our challenge with, with copper, which has made copper not really practical um, on a large scale as, as a currency. Um, it works great for small change and small transactions, but, uh, but really we need silver to do that. And that's, that, that was the money that people use for thousands of years. So I see copper as an evangelical tool. People look at the Sentinel and they go, you know what, I'd love to give one of these away to everybody in my family at a family reunion, but I can't afford to do that with silver. Yeah. But at copper at a buck fifty a coin or whatever, you know, they can throw fifty bucks at it and they can do they can do that. They can spread that message. That's really one of the, the it's a great affinity tool. But when it comes to hard currency, silver has been that's what silver's been for thousands of years, right? Exactly. And and a lot of people have asked us over the years, why don't we just go back to constitutional junk silver as the currency? Why don't we just use that uh, you know, that the pre sixty four or whatever you want to call it stuff? Um uh, because it's already minted, it's out there. The problem with that is that it's really getting very hard to find that silver now. So even though you can get these small old dimes, the premiums on them are huge. I mean, people are paying now five, six, seven, eight, nine bucks over spot per ounce in order and, to get and, small units. And if they're not, when you get it really cheap, the reason you're getting it cheap is you're not getting you're not getting all the, the full content because the damn things are worn so much. Most, right. uh, or not most, but a lot of the silver content's been worn off. Right, and they sell those bags by face value, not by actual metal content. So it, yeah, and a dime is not a tenth of an ounce of silver. A right. dime is nine tenths of a tenth of an whatever. It's you know point <laughs> nine ounces. Right. Yeah, it's uh, generally yeah. that's all calculated into the price. But even so, they are worn. They're they're a circulated product, and the premiums for them are getting ridiculous right now, as the premiums for fractional uh, really are all across the board. And so. We've and it's still their money too. That's the other thing people don't realize <laughs> about that. It's I don't care that it's made out of silver. It's still it's still U.S. currency. It's not a barter network's currency. It's not an Indian right. tribe's currency. It's not a town's community currency. Right. Right. Exactly. It's you know, and I wasn't going to bring that up because uh, you know, I, I, what I want to see people doing is using currency systems that make sense for them. Uh, and if you're out there trading junk silver and that works really great in your world, then that's that's awesome. But we want to be able to create a new product uh, that's minted by a, a private entity, a bunch of individuals that, that understand what they're doing, why they're doing it, want to be part of doing something that I see as being very important for humanity. Uh, and so that's why we've invested a lot of time and energy in creating our 10th ounce fractional silver. Um, we're going to be coming out with this product. We call it, uh, we call it Paradigms. Um, I think that name is pretty clever. I mentioned that. <laughs> Once, months and months and months ago, and literally we'll get two to three phone calls a week from wholesalers calling us trying to buy paradigms. I'm like, how do people even find out what we were calling these things? Anyway, so we've got paradigms, and, uh, and they're coming out now. Our goal is to take them out to the retail at three bucks over spot per ounce, so 30 cents per piece over spot, which is unheard of in fractional silver. I mean, it's, it's probably about one-fourth retail of what the price is right now. But we're able to mint them in such high volume at a low cost that we can do that. We can service that price point, and we can sell them wholesale a little bit less expensive. And uh, we're very excited to, to see that come to, to reality this week. We hit, we hit one last snag in the process uh, of making our 10th ounce paradigms, and that last snag is that we cannot make them the exact si same size as the U.S. penny. Unfortunately, there's a law that says you can't make a coin the same size as existing U.S. coinage. And so the U.S. penny is .750 inches. And so we cannot make our silver paradigms 0.750 inches, which seems a little goofy to me. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, we wouldn't want to use a couple dollars worth of silver to defraud a merchant out of a penny. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. <laughs> I, I think they're concerned about that same thing, but usually from the opposite angle. Somebody using you know, some sort of uh, relatively valueless base metal. 
Yeah, a brass token, the exact diameter of a quarter that somebody could then use to buy sodas or something like that. So, so regardless of that fact, we're we're changing the size of our ten ounce paradigms. They're going to be point seven eight one inches because we've got to be off by more than thirty thousandths of an inch. And so we are making that final adjustment in the uh, the tooling process this week, and hope to see the first paradigms come off the press very uh, very early next week. Uh, and we're not doing a whole bunch of different designs. You know, one of the things that we've done uh, over the last five years is come out with hundreds and hundreds of different versions of medallions. Unfortunately, we're going to be making this product in such high volume that we really have to focus on just a few. A handful of different designs. So we've got a 10th ounce American Horse Lakota medallion, uh, and I'm very uh, proud to to also create in partnership with you a 10th ounce Sentinel uh, version of that medallion as well. And so you and I have some work to do on finalizing what this uh, this medallion will look like. Get these dies cut and uh, and start getting paradigms coming off the press early next week. Yeah, I think this is going to be really exciting, and I think we should mention too. So, like, because you kind of went through it, and I think maybe some people would have missed what you're actually saying there. The end of this month, if you start going to TSPMint.com, you're going to get redirected to kind of a a sub level of products over at Coins for the Cause, which is the people that have been doing this for us folks since we started. Nothing's really changing, but our long term plan is to move all of these products through a distribution channel so you guys can focus on manufacture and delivery to selected value-add partners, and eventually people will be buying from folks like Providing Metals. Yep, that's exactly and, right. And, and, our and goal... I want to say something right now because there's this idiot out there that will say something stupid <laughs> if I don't head it off. Um, this actually was when, when Rob showed up to bring silver to me to pay me my commission, I'm just saying, um, my idea that... You know, I sat down with you and I said, look, you guys are a manufacturer. That's what you do. That's, that's, that's your core. And you, you're a manufacturer and you build value in the end product for a partner. And trying to do that plus being customer service and delivery as a retail channel at the same time is very, very difficult for any business, but especially a business that has gone through all of these changes and evolutions. And I said, why don't we take some premium partners and push everything through people whose job it is to focus on delivery. Right. right. And, and then build off of that, go back to that. And then, you, you know, that's what you want to do is bring that core mission back of building these community currencies as yeah, well. Yeah, so the purpose of the Mint, we, we never ever wanted to have more than a dozen or 20 clients. We wanted to sell wholesale. We wanted to exclusively sell through those wholesale partners, create really cool stuff and have them market it to their customers. We've gotten more involved than we wanted to get. Uh, we've learned a lot of important business lessons uh, over the last year about uh, not sacrificing or compromising principle for, for profit. Um, and so our plan now over the next 60 days is to ramp down our retail stuff and uh, turn all those over, turn all those opportunities over to the, the wholesalers that are buying our product line, which gives us a lot more time to focus on our core mission. My marketing director, unfortunately, a very good friend of mine, resigned a couple weeks ago, and he said, you know, it feels a lot like we're retreating. And I said, no, we're, we're returning to our core mission, our core, core, core purpose. Um, and we haven't announced it to the public yet, but it's pretty cool. Um, you know, just, just this last week, we literally d did something, the likes of which I haven't seen since what we did with Lakota back in 2008. But the Crow Nation, and I'm happy to release it, you know, kind of here first on your, on your program uh, to the audience um, the Crow Nation out of Montana this week just released their first coin. Um, we've got Lakota, we've got Soto, we've got a Tui, and now just this past week, Crow came out with their, their own coin. And the thing that was really cool about this project is it happened very quickly, and it wasn't one of those things that we were pushing. We went to them, we met them out at a convention in Las Vegas, a, a big native uh, economic conference, and they saw it. They saw what we were doing, and they took it, and they ran with it completely. And so there's a really great interview with the head of the tribe on the uh, on a couple of local news stations up there talking about the fact that this coin is paving the way for them to introduce their own currency and their own tribal bank. And, you know, when I saw that, when I heard that, when, I, when, I, when the words came out of their mouth, their words, not us pushing, them seeing the opportunity and taking I said, this is exactly what we're supposed to do. This is exactly what we did back in 2008. This is exactly what put us on the map and gave us meaning and purpose uh, in our existence. And we've got a lot more work like this that we can do now. And so the momentum is, is building. 
Uh, the opportunities are there, and we've got a great team here uh, in Dallas to push those projects forward. As, as, as soon as we stop distracting ourselves with things that are zapping our energy that we never should have been involved with in the first place. And so it's, it's my pleasure to hand off those relationships to the people that, uh, that can manage them so much better than we can to give us the time and the attention to go back and build value for people that really need it right now all across the country. And that's what we're going back to, uh, who we really are, our core values. And I want to make sure people understand. So if you end up going to provide metals and you buy a Sentinel coin from providing metals, I am just as happy as if you buy it from TSP Mint. I want people to get that. In fact, in, in, in reality, I'm actually happier because I know I'm streamlining the process. Right. And I've been kind of accused of a lot of things peripherally here by this third party that we shall not name. They will be the great tester in the sales story that I told you while you were here at the house having scotch with me. Um, <laughs> But I, I need to make this clear to people. When you approach me with this, you're like, see, and this is how much you can make off of doing it. You, I'm probably the only person that's like, yeah, whatever. I, I just want to make sure we – I'm serious, right? I mean, because people like, there's this rumor that you won't pay me or some bullshit. And basically, like, you had to, like, drive over here on a motorcycle and go, dude, take your silver. Uh, because it's, it's so not a concern for me, especially while we're going through growth and we're trying to mint this stuff and get it out the door. If I take 500 ounces out of the kitty while you're in delivery mode of a new run of coins, that's 500 ounces that could have went to my customers. Yeah, so, but, but that, that's, that's not really relevant. And I, I say that because anytime somebody buys from us, we're always locking the material. So even when there's commission to be paid, we're taking that and we're locking in material. Right. And if, if you look at the numbers of, of what you got paid out, that was numbers based on when that commission was earned, not with cheaper silver you know, that's, that we bought that's today. Something that I, you need a public uh, thank you for, because I never asked for that. So, yeah, that's true. Silver went quite a bit down um, in the time between we re that release and when you paid me, but you paid right. me in in more ounces because you paid me in the old pricing because that's when we did the deal. And but, but the point is that's when we lock in. We don't, we don't hedge the market. We don't, we don't take the risk. We don't, when, when somebody buys, we're buying physical. We, we don't exist in the virtual or paper, paper side of things. So when a purchase happens, um, the, the material is locked in. The challenge is being able to mint and ship the product. And that's really what this relation, what, why we're leaning more on these wholesale relationships is because they've already got fulfillment teams. They've already got 20 people in their packing and shipping department. They can get packages out the door much more quickly than I can. And so I've got a fulfillment team over here and they're pretty good. Uh, and we're, we're happy with them. But if I can have Provident Metals and, uh, you know, 10 other guys out there, then I can ship packages 10 times more quickly. That I can do them right now. It makes it a lot easier for us to mint the product, put them in tubes, box them up, get them to the wholesalers, and get their teams get those out the door. So there are a lot of parts to the you know the equation when somebody buys from us. We've got to process their payment, we've got to uh, mint the order, we got to get it packed and shipped, and they all just take time. And we don't need to be involved in all those parts in order to to further our mission. And so that's why we're very happy. Um, to, to lean more on the wholesalers. Now, what, one of the things you haven't mentioned in the last couple of seconds is that that actually costs you money. You, you make less money when we do it that way than when we sell retail. I make less money as well, but the volumes go through the roof and the customer satisfaction goes through the roof. And that's really what we're working for. We're working for big volume, big customer satisfaction, convincing people that it's a really good idea to buy privately minted silver because it supports good causes uh, and uh, they can get it fast and they can be very happy with their product. Um, and if we step out of that process more, we'll, we'll end up delivering on that, that commitment better. I, I think the other advantage to the customer then is so not only do you get to buy from someone that's basically shelving the product and shipping faster than we could when we're basically minting on demand at some level. Right. Is that they also have the ability. So let's say you're in my store and you're like, yeah, I want uh, 10 ounces of those uh, new 10th ounce Sentinels. Uh, I want, a, you know, five ounces of the regular ones. And, but, you know, while I'm paying all the shipping, I also like, I don't know, five bucks worth of gold mercury dimes and, and ten silver eagles. Right. Well, we can't do that. Right. But providing can. Right. And any other, so, I mean, we would prefer that you buy all our minted <laughs> stuff, obviously. Sure. But, but we also are realists and we understand the market. And we know that people that buy silver generally buy a, a variety of things. Some stuff just because they like it. Some stuff because they're certain. If you're buying for your, your physical metal IRA, you're probably better off buying eagles for that and, so right. th this allows the customer to pick and choose what they buy 
combined shipping, single source customer service. And I mean, I know we have some silver suppliers out there that listen uh, to the show. So if you're listening today, you might want to get in touch with us about this. We're looking for a very small select group of people to do this through. Uh, we're being pretty selective in who we take. But our commitment is to continue to do all this front end value add promotion like the stuff we did with the Sentinel and the graphics and the videos and the wallpapers for the phones and the computers right, and right. do all that, but then send that bit. So that's really something that like maybe doesn't sound like a big deal to the average person listening, but no one in the silver industry does this. Right. right? They just mint a coin and say, it's up to you now, man. You're right. I know the reason I didn't get into this at first years ago. I had just met you, and you weren't minting coins yet. You were doing it through a third party and all, and we didn't really talk about it. I don't think my audience was big enough yet, but I did have a couple people come to me and say, why don't you do a coin? And the way I would have had to do a coin before I met you and and we got into this partnership together would have been, okay, you buy a minimum of 1,000 ounces right now today, right? (laughs) Okay, then you pay to have your dyes made. Right. By the way, we don't do shit. You send us a design, then we'll make the dye. So then you, you do all the graphics work, you get, and you've got to get a, a, a different type of graphic artist to make a design for a coin than you do to make a design for a website. So you get that done. Then you buy the dies, 500 a 1000 bucks, plus you're into 1,000 ounces of silver. Then, within a month, we'll give you your coins. They're yours. Now, you hold on to them, and you deliver them to a customer. Oh, by the way, if silver drops by 5 bucks an ounce in the middle, you're screwed. And the only way you're going to get your money back is to sell at you know eight nine dollars twelve you know maybe ten dollars a coin over to get your money back, and and that's the typical way that a mint deals with a person that wants to do a custom design, right. and that's why a lot of people have a custom design coin that's fifty bucks right. when silver's eighteen because it's the only way they can survive. Right. Where what we're willing to do now is take this this kind of first time anybody ever did it your way. And then take that and bring all that value through a distribution channel. Right. And that gives us tremendous leverage, I think, long term right. in the industry as a whole. And that furthers the role of getting these things out there as currency, as getting out there. Because we want people to actually take the silver and stop putting it all in a box. Right. Put some of it in a box, but take some of it and use it as money. Otherwise, it's just a paperweight. Right. So, so we're doing still a huge and incredible job of creating, uh, you know, cool medallions, cool coins, creating cool demand for it, making making the silver cool again. I mean, it's silver's been very boring for a very long time, and I think what we've done is bring a lot of life and creativity to a very stale market. Uh, so we're we're doing that. We're taking it out wholesale, and really the big thing that allows us to do that now is we own the mint. So. You know, we're able to do things a lot more quickly. I don't know if I told you, but we now have our own die engraving machine here in-house. We can cut our own dies now, which very few other mints can do. So we can roll things out quickly. You know, we can be responsive to what's happening out there and the political spectrum or, you know, the news. We can come up with a cool coin. Literally, in 48 hours, we can have a first coin minted now. So we've, we've come a long way. Having the mint gives us incredible... Uh, incredible uh, flexibility that we never had before, and we're really happy to be the mint. Uh, we'd like to, to work with solid wholesale relationships. And that's another thing out there, Jack. If, if any of your listeners you know, have a preferred vendor that they'd like to buy from, get in touch with that vendor and let them know that, that we're on the lookout right now for high-quality, reputable places to, to take these uh, medallions to the public through. And so you know, if you've got your favorite coin dealer, call them up, tell them you want to see them carrying the Spirco Sentinels and uh, where they can go to find them. So, you know, as you know, recently Australia started picking these things up. Uh, Provident Metals has them now. They're, we'll get their first order today or tomorrow. And so, uh, you know, we want to see that distribution channel grow, and it's because of you and, and your listeners that, that we're able to do that. So a big thank you publicly to you as well for helping make this thing happen. But, again, what it does is it gives us the time, the energy, and the, uh, the excitement to go back to what really gives us our meaning and purpose, which is creating community currencies, for, uh, for cities, towns, and uh, sovereign nations all across the country. And we're making big progress, lots of big announcements over the next couple months um, in that front now that we've got uh, more time to do it. Yeah, I mean, could you just for a minute kind of talk about what you think it means for people if, if this if this you know works long term if we actually do this we and I don't mean deliver coins I mean actually get these community currencies up and running and get you know ten percent of the population at least you know at some level using silver as money and getting out of the uh, the conventional economy so to speak in a way what does that do for Americans for their individual sovereignty well. 
let me let me start answering that question by saying what Henry Ford said back in the 1920s was, I think, incredibly uh, important then and also today. And it's that if the American people ever knew how the banking system works and how money works here in the country, there'd be a revolution before tomorrow morning. And what we want to see happen, and listen, just, just so you know, it's not really practical to go back to using silver as money. Uh, you know, I'm kind of the biggest uh, negative voice in my head about the fact that what I'm doing right now is not really possible on a large scale. And the reason for that is that there's only so much silver to go around. So it doesn't really work in a huge scale. Uh, you know, every year about 600 million ounces of silver are pulled out of the ground at a value of $20 an ounce, that's only you know, $12 billion worth of silver, and only 10% of that makes it into the bullion marketplace. So you're talking $1.2 billion of silver at $20 silver. So it doesn't really work on a huge scale, but it changes the conversation. And so what happens as people start seeing silver and they start seeing Indian tribes issuing their own silver currency and they start seeing their town next door issuing their own token community currency that's minted out of silver – they start asking a question about what, why is this happening? Why are all these people starting to go back to this old-fashioned type of money? And it creates this opening wedge where people want to discover what's going on, what really uh, is, is up with the American you know, monetary and banking system, what's wrong with the economy, and it leads them to the same place where, where you have gotten in your life and I've gotten and, and discovering that something is very wrong with the system that we have in place right now. And if enough people ask that question and enough people voice their, their distrust and distaste of how things work right now, then we'll see a major shift in the trading and creation of value. And that's exactly what we want to see happen. Uh, so we've got, we've got a lot of different possible endings to this whole scenario. But what we want to do right now is get enough of this out there to change the conversation, to, to get people to talk about what money and value really are. Uh, historically and today. And that's what we have the ability to do right now by, by implementing all these different angles. So, I mean, this is what we, you have always said, is we are not really a, a competing currency, more of an alternative currency. We're not looking to put the Fed out of business. Complimentary. Yeah, complimentary is the word you've always used. So I, I always use this fake town of Sheboyganville, right? So I just, just so no one gets offended because I use their town the wrong way or whatever. So whatever happens, good or bad, it happens in Sheboyganville. So if Sheboyganville creates the Sheboyganville uh, paradigm and yep. starts using it as a community currency. Yep. Then, you know, babysitters are getting paid in it. The farmer's market people are getting paid in it. The auto mechanic is getting paid in it. And there's still a place there for cash or check or charge with U.S. currency. Mm -hmm. But there's this other currency sitting right alongside it, and there's absolutely nothing from a mechanic's point of view. You go in and you say, well, something's wrong with my car. He goes, you need a new starter. And you say, how much is it going to be? And he goes, 400 bucks, 200 labor and 200 parts to make it simple. There's no problem with him selling you the starter, the part, for currency since he needs to pay his supplier that might be outside of Sheboyganville, mm -hmm. but, but billing for the labor in silver with Sheboyganville paradigms. Yep. Which means that $200 now stays in Sheboyganville. Yeah, that's exactly And you create right. this second layer of wealth that the town is now able to hold on to, and it's very probable that some people might just come to Sheboyganville just to get a paradigm. That's right. And if they want to pay cash for it, they'll probably have to pay the guy holding on to it a premium for him to let go of it. Well, so now it becomes now a revenue stream. So I see this exactly. whole... This whole way, and, and you're doing work with people that run festivals. That, you know, I was Indian just going to say that. Let, let's take a look at this Sheboyganville Town Fair that once a year attracts 100,000 people that come out. And instead of using paper tickets, they use these little silver paradigms to, you know, as the tokens that they, they exchange inside of the town fair. Well, they save a couple, and now they're sitting there saying, well, we should go back to Sheboyganville to that coffee shop that we love so much. And do some of these Sheboyganville. Exactly. You, remember, you know who Ron White is, right? Mm, it sounds familiar. Ron White's a comedian, and I'll give the short oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. of the story, right? He was talking about how he went to this, this fair or event or something, and he waited in the beer line for like 20 minutes. And he finally gets up there, and the guy's like, we don't take money. And he's like, you don't take money? Yep. Well, what the hell do you take? And the guy's like, coupons. Yep. He's like, coupons? He's like, where do I get these coupons? He goes, you gotta go. So he stood in another line for 20 minutes. Yeah. To get his coupons, and then he had to buy a certain amount of coupons, and he only bought one beer because he got tired of standing in line, and they left and went to a strip bar. Yep. His joke, not <laughs> mine. So he goes in there, and he's realized he spent all his money, and all he's got are these coupons. 
Yep. So he wants to, he wants a lap dance for coupons, or he wants a drink for coupons, or whatever <laughs> it is, right? Now, if Sheboyganville does this, you could take the coupons, which are now hard money silver, yep, and go to the coffee shop. Don't go to the strip bar. Go to the coffee shop. Go to the the, the lady down the road that sells plants in spring for your garden, or what have you, and actually use those not just at the event, but within the community is community currency. And then, shocking as it is, there's people all over that when you say, would you take silver, or like, yeah. And they don't care if it says Sheboyganville or, you know, Franklin Roosevelt's on it, or it's a Silver Eagle. If it's silver, it's silver. For I mean, I do that. If you want to buy MSB for silver, I don't, whatever you want to send me. I just always get a kick out of it when it's a Sentinel or an Ant. or, yeah. or, or Actually, I really get a kick out of it when it's a, a Lakota and an older one. Yeah, that's like wow. That's that's cool. You know, been around for a while. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and you're you're on the exact right track. I mean, we did a, a Renaissance Festival last year in Pagosa Springs, Colorado, and, and it was a complete hit. They loved it. We had all these copper tokens out there uh, that were being traded inside of the the Renaissance Festival as the coin of the realm. Uh, and they called us. They said we loved it so much. Now we want to do a whole community currency based on this same concept. Can we get silver going as well? And I said, yeah, we're literally weeks away from having our paradigms going which make the silver barter thing much more practical. Uh, and they love it. They love every part of it. And interestingly enough, a 10-ounce silver paradigm in our, in our currency standard has a, a face value of five units. Five, uh, what is it you call them? Five space bucks? Five, five space credits. Five so, space so credits. That, so that the Federal Reserve and the IRS and all can get pissed and say, you're calling them dollars. No, they're space credits. Space credits, exactly. Right. But at, at most fairs and festivals, they're charging five bucks for a beer. And so, you know, this little silver paradigm token now is, is what's going to get you a beer inside of, you know, these, these fairs and festivals that we're helping get started. The cool thing about the fairs and festivals, and we're kind of off on a tangent here, and I don't want to waste a lot of time on it, but, you know, they're putting millions and millions and millions of dollars of currency into circulation and a lot of that money keeps circulating there locally in town or that money leaves and then it comes back to the town or it leaves and it comes back next year at the festival so we got some cool things going on and as we as we simplify our lives as we simplify what we're doing out there in the marketplace we're able to spend a lot more time on a lot of cool things and you've got a lot to look forward to because it's it's going to it's going to take off very quickly, uh, especially now that another federally recognized tribe, uh, on their own accord, from, from their own desires and, and goals, has seen what we've done, taken it, and completely embraced it and made it their own. And uh, you'll see a lot more information coming out about that real soon, too. Yeah, there's a video on that. I'll make sure it's in today's show notes for people so that they can uh, can take a look at that. But basically, it's like a building. I don't know. There's a visitor center there now, but it used to be a bank, and they're like, well, maybe we'll turn it back into what it used to be, a bank, and we'll put this silver in our bank. Yep. And yep. that, to me, is what I like what you're doing with the with the, the tribes. And, and I understand there's a certain amount of sovereignty that they have, and that makes things like uh, a tribal bank possible, where it's very difficult to do a silver bank without that in America today because, well, there's people that don't want it to happen. But on the other side of it, there also is, to me, a level of a reckoning. Um, Yes. There is a, a flat-out reality, no matter how proud you are to be a citizen of this country, that we screwed these people over, and we did it. We didn't do it once. We did it over and over and over again to the same people. And you are not a sovereign nation, and that's what these tribes say they are, and that's what they're recognized of, the nation of Sioux, the nation of Crow, right, the nation of Lakota, right? So you are not sovereign if you do not issue your own money as a nation. There is no way in hell a nation can have its own independence and be forced to use the currency of another nation. And this is an ability for them to assert that sovereignty. That's right. And say, indeed, we are a sovereign and free people as we should be. And to empower that is very cool. And it's, it's been a long time coming. It's something that you, you really look back and think about, and it's like, well, something that should have been done a long time ago. Yeah. But better late than never. Yeah. Uh, and again, we're just we're, we're happy to see them, in, them seeing it. And it's just, it's just, it just takes time for these things to, to come around to, uh, to fruition. You know, we, we were pushing really hard back in 2000, 2007, 2008, uh, and now here we are five years later with tribes contacting us and saying, we're ready to go. Let's let's do this thing. We've been ignored for long enough. We've got to take uh, action on our own without waiting for somebody else to fix things for us. And that's what the Crow Tribe has done. And I'm very, very proud of them and looking forward to a lot of cool things coming out of the Crow Nation in the next uh, next six months. 
and we have a, a plan for a new series that we we kind of need to get on, but I'll I'll give people a sneak peek of what it's going to be. Um, a, a guy named Casey came to uh, my workshop here that we did on first one we ever did on the the homestead, and had it, a concept, and I changed it quite a bit, but it was his original concept. So I'm I'm, I'm bringing him in as a partner on on my my piece of this because I do that when somebody brings me a concept. And uh, it's going to be the six virtues of liberty. And I think it's going to be absolutely blow you away awesome. And we're going to do some things to make distributors a little bit more comfortable with carrying our custom designs. Because if you get a coin and it says survivalpodcast.com on it, and then you go to survivalpodcast.com and my sponsor's sitting there and you're a competitor. It's kind of like, well, I'm market now I'm using your product market. So we're going to kind of take the, the URL off the coins mm-hmm. and we're going to build into every coin somewhere in that coin that fire ant that we did from that's the right. National Geographic photographer that's on the reverse of the original Sentinel Ant shield that will be something that our community will know its significance. And, and it's kind of like going, and you know, it might still be a TSP thing on there somewhere or something, but that ant will be in every design since it's, we have rights to it now, and be kind of the end. You know what's cool about that ant? I got to stop you there for a second. What's cool about that ant is you, you were one of those few guys that talked the talk and walked the walk. You did a cool thing a while back with us with uh, Johan. Um, you know, cause he was one of those guys that created something. Somebody took it. He said, Hey, wait a minute. That's not fair. Give me a couple bucks for my design. I put some time into doing that. Uh, and it got blown off and, and we ultimately, uh, took care of him. But, uh, you know, we made this, this coin, the, the ant shield. We used an ant. You got this rogue email from some random person saying, that's my ant. I took a picture of that. I put it in National Geographic. And instead of blowing the guy off and saying, you know. Well, initially I was like, it's, it's a freaking ant. Right, but then he sent me the photograph, and I looked at the photograph and the silhouette, and I mean the positioning of the every. It was it was very obvious that what happened is somebody basically bootlegged his photo, put it into Shutterstock or something like that. Yep. Your guy goes and acquires it, and then it's like you know, yep. Yep. and it, this is a guy just trying to make a living. I mean, he's gotten some photography in the Nat Geo, but he's not like a staff photographer or anything like that. So it's very important to him that he's compensated for his original work. But you didn't do that. You blew him off. You told him to take a hike. And oh no! <laughs> you, you, you paid the guy. We, yeah. we asked him how much he wanted for it. He gave us a number, and we said okay, and we paid him, and it was done. Uh, I also sent him some silver. I sent him um, a a a, uh, a couple ounces of the ant shields. I had no idea about that part. And I sent him a couple of actually I sent him one. Of the Sentinel proofs with the Ant, the limited edition of 1500. I'm like, this is your design. I wanted you to have this. And uh, I think he was like, because this was like months ago. Like, he didn't get in touch with her or anything. I just like kind of reached out to him and said, dude, I mean, I just was thinking about this today. You know, this is your Ant. You've actually never seen the end product. Let me send you a couple ounces (laughs) of one and and one of these. And he, it seemed like it meant a lot to him. And see, that's to me, if we're going to be doing what you say we're going to be doing, right, which is going out and changing the paradigm. See, I got that in there of how people think about money and getting people doing business on a handshake and doing business with trust and saying, let's put our trust in each other and our community and our society and our future, and let's use an honest means of exchange for that, then we need to value the relationship as much as the coin that goes between one hand and the other. And you don't do that by screwing people over. You do that by over-delivering on your promises. And when you screw up, you go, gee, guess what, guys? We screwed up. We effed up. We're sorry. I'll fix it. Here it is. And that's why I work with you. It's not like you never screwed anything up during this growth phase. But what you said to me is, I'll fix it. And that's great. I just dropped Ten grand on fixing a typo, <laughs> right? Oh yeah, let's let's even... talk a little bit about that. Um, so we won't kick anybody while they're down or anything, but the really awesome Sentinel jackets that go with the limited edition Sentinel proof, which I must point out, are going to go away and disappear on Friday. So if you want one, you need to get one now. Um, but we came up with this incredibly beautiful jacket, autographed by me. And then when the initial one showed up, there was a typo, and it didn't close properly. Yep. 
So you and I together are eating the, the cost of redoing those to make sure we can deliver what we promised because that's what you do in business. But I right paid now, Rob, I'm seeing the first like 300, 307 of those have, uh, have sold so far. So it's a very low mintage. I mean, we were going to do, I think, 1,000 or 1,500. But, I mean, if someone gets their hands on one of these now, they're going to have a very low minted custom coin. And make sure you exercise your risk, because I think you're supposed to sign every single one of them that goes yeah. out in that jacket. Yeah. So good luck with that. But yeah, that- <clears throat> so, so I have this interesting idea, Rob. I don't know if you're going to want to go for it or not. But, but we kind of backed up. We got 500 cases for this limited edition round. It's selling at 30 bucks an ounce over spot. What we were doing is we were going to do a, a thousand of them, I think, was original, uh, or till the end of the sale. And uh, we were doing 30 bucks over. And we'll keep that price because it's going to be more valuable, not less valuable if we do this. And I don't know if you're going to go for it. My thought is, why don't we just say, you know what? We're just doing 500. We'll just, we'll just stop at 500, no matter what. No, if, if another order comes in for 50 after that 500, we're sorry. And the other thing we do is we were limited to five coins per person. I think that since we've had it for sale for a couple weeks, three weeks, I guess, and we've sold 307 of them, everybody that's really wanted one's had a chance. We just, remove the limit. If you want to buy 10, you can buy 10. If you want to buy the last 197 of them, you can, whatever's available, you can buy. What do you think? All right. So we take the, the unit per customer limit off and we limit it to 500. And that, that number actually works out well too, because the, the initial order for these limited edition jackets, we bought 2,500 of them. They cost me four bucks a piece. We've thrown them all out and, and I got 500 of them reprinted just to Get us over the orders that we owe right now. Uh, and by the way, those should be shipping. I should have them here in a, in house today, and they should be shipping uh, tomorrow and Friday. Uh, so I like it. I said we limit it to 500. Um, let's create a, a rare and unique um, first version of something that we've never done before with this cool jacket, and uh, let's cap it. So there's a so as as of the time you're hearing this broadcast, unless somebody bought a few while I was editing, folks, there's 193 of them, and that's it. And there ain't going to be no more, and that way I only have to autograph 500 of them. <laughs> Makes life easier for you, for sure. <laughs> no, let's do it. But, I like it. Yeah, I, I think it's the way to go. I think it's an incredible coin, and I was saying this earlier this week. I think it really makes a lot of sense that this is something that if you have somebody in your life that you know that this would really resonate with them, even if they're not a podcast listener, just the messaging of the coin, the sentinel, the shield, the weaponry, if that would resonate and the, and the, the, the cover, uh, which is anybody that loved the movie 300 would probably like this too, right? And I know it's hot out. It's 104 today or something stupid like that. And Christmas seems a long way away. But this is – buy it, stick it aside, and – and make this a gift if you can part with it after you see it anyway. Um, because I think that it really is something that, you know, if you give somebody something like this, it's not something that somebody else is going to show up with. It's not something that's going to be returned for a, a, what do you call it, a gift receipt or whatever. Uh, it's pretty unique. Yeah. And the thing I like about the, the jacket idea the most is it tells the story right there on the jacket. So so you got the coin, you got the story behind it right there all in one place, and it's a really nice it's a really nice uh, deliverable. I mean, it, it just looks good. It feels good. So, uh, I'm I'm proud of the revision, revised edition that we have, and uh, it's you know, with the price of silver where it is now, it just makes a lot of sense. So, oh, by the way, I'm calling the bottom of the silver market at uh, 1750. So, put me down 1750. Put me down for silver at 1750, and then we're going right back up. So, look for I'm that. I'm going to call it at 1670. All right. <clears throat> I, I think you're wrong, but it's okay. fine. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, our target date to go live with uh, transitioning TSP Mint over to the one retail store that we are working on phasing out is July 1st. So if you visit tspmint.com, you'll get redirected over to the main store where we keep everything in one place. It's really easy for us to manage those orders and get them out the door quickly. Um, so continue to, uh, to, to vote with your wallet and pick up uh, some medallions there in support of uh, you, Jack, and me uh, here at the uh, Mulligan Mint. Uh, and so I, everybody the, understands, all the stuff you can get at TSP Mint right now will be there. It's yeah. not like anything's going away except the, the limited edition proofs, which are going away Friday or 500. So um, everything else will be there, and that will happen July 1. That's right. That's right. And our long-term plan is so nobody goes, gee, look, this is all crazy. Our long-term plan, <laughs> we're saying right now, is eventually even that channel will go away. And I, I think it's important that our listeners – understand why we would do that beyond the things that we've already said uh, so far today. Pause.
But our our goal is to actually build a lot of value for the distribution partner because they do a lot of work. All the all the the misery that you guys have been through, they're taking that. So it's important that you build value for a partner. Yeah. And the way we build value for a partner is say, well, you're our distribution channel, and that does that means we're not going to compete with our own channel. Right. And, and and I don't know how many people out there have ever worked in distribution, but I did it for about ten years, and there is nothing that pisses off a distributor more than a manufacturer selling direct. Right. Because it's like, I'm doing all this work to help you bring your product to the market, and since you're selling to me, we know you can sell for equivalent or lower pricing than I can sell for. Right. So therefore, it's an unfair relationship. If you go, you say you're in a two-step distribution model, manufacturer, distributor, customer, and then you go manufacturer direct, and you circumvent your distributor... And and the only way to really build that relationship where those folks are comfortable, you know, getting 10,000 ounces or more a month on a routine basis is to give them an assurance that we're assuring the value and we're assuring the demand and we're assuring that the people that hear about, you know, the new Virtues of Liberty series on TSP, all 75,000 of you guys, are they going to be told, well, go to our partners like providing medals. And whoever else you know steps up and makes the commitment, those and it's going to be a very small stable that will and and will do certain things for our premium partners that we won't do for anybody else. And, and that's that's as, I, I know to a lot of people out there that's like the operational side of a business that they're like I don't really care I just want my coins, <laughs> but it's actually really really important if you want to do earth-shattering, groundbreaking things in a very mature market, because that's what we're doing. We're trying to change the paradigm in a market that's thousands of years yep. old, and, and business has pretty much been done the way it is today for 100 years, and, and, and that means we have, to, we have to look at this a completely different way, and uh, I don't know. I think you get my head and your head together. We can we can do some pretty cool stuff out Absolutely. there. Absolutely, and the key for our long term success and survival is is very very simple. Eliminate contradictions. Get rid of stuff that doesn't make sense. Do more things that that does makes that do make sense, and we'll find ourselves being very much rewarded by the people out there in the marketplace. So this is another step to eliminate a contradiction and to give us a lot more time and energy to do what we are so passionate about. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's creating new products here like the, the Silver Paradigms uh, and going out there and creating more community currencies with nations, sovereigns, towns, cities, people that need it right now. And uh, that's what we're going to do. So I'm, I'm really glad to, to continue working with you. Uh, a lot of great positive things coming down the pike, and I'm looking forward to every minute of it. And I'll have to tell you this, Rob. I, uh, I got to the bottom of that bottle of Johnny Walker. So... Uh... <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. Seriously. Hey, I appreciate you uh, you being on the air today. I know you're a busy guy um, and uh, taking time out of your day to be here and explain things to my audience is, uh, is an example of your commitment to, uh, to honoring everything you've ever promised this group and everything you ever promised you've delivered, and I thank you for that. Well, I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you very much, and it's my pleasure. Um, right down the street here from you, so anytime you want to stop by and uh, see what's going on for yourself, you're always more than welcome to come by. All right, Rob, I appreciate that. Folks, with that, this has been Jack Spearco today along with Rob Gray, helping you figure out how to live that better life if times get tough or even if they don't.
revolution is 